Yeah. Yeah. NBA Australia, how are you going? Hey, yeah, man. You going all right? How's your Easter gone? I'll tell you one thing. It's weird being back in Australia because Easter's a thing. Like in the States, living there for a bunch of years, you're kind of like, oh, shit, it's Easter. Everyone's sort of going about they're doing their thing. You come home, it's like, fucking, we're shutting everything down. <laughs> Good job, Australia. Anyway, it's Monday. Easter Monday, April 18th. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whom everyone wants to pay me that sweet, sweet funny stuff, I'm here in Chateau de l'Amour Studios down in a very, very wet lawn. It's been raining for about a day now. Uh, either way, here giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs. It's all happening. Well, we're ripping straight a bit. That's what we do. The playoffs have started. So we did a show Saturday previewing all the playoffs, and we've got... All the game ones in the bag now, so we're going to talk about all of those in the uh, NBA Australia game wraps. We've got weekend winners and losers. We've got Kyrie versus Boston. That's getting spicy. And uh, all the awards for the Normie Awards, all their finalists were announced by the NBA, so that's nice. Uh, so we're going to talk about all that. We've also got That's on a Knife, Old Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night, Better Lonzo Ball, Ticket of the Weekend. We've got Yeah Nas. We've got the Unpopular Opinion of the Day. We've got Outback Takeouts. We were serving up. One single flame girl take. <laughs> it's not that much of a flame girl take today. Anyway, uh, we've got the Australian Player Watch. We've got an Andrew Gaze Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence and an NBA Australia game preview and pick for all the games tomorrow, all three of them, for a fun, fun Tuesday. It should be good. And we'll finish up with a brand new Delhi review because why bloody not? All right, let's get to it. Episode 797 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, uh, you better, I guess. Uh, the shark attack if you're LeBron or Kyrie. They both copped it from inside the NBA today. I enjoyed uh, Chuck taking on LeBron, saying, LeBron dreams, come on. Inside, you ain't got nothing better to do. <laughs> it's pretty good. Besides, drive some of those other old geezers to the old folks' home. Pretty good. And then Shaq just basically saying, Kyrie, man up. You're playing in Boston, all the shit you would have heard. Boom, off you go. That's uh, pretty fun. I enjoyed that. Good stuff by Shaq and Chuck. Just like, man, these players today, they're whinging. Good times, great memories. All right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around. There you go. That's right. Kyrie sounded off on the uh, the Boston Celtics fans. Kind of. It was weird. It was like he was kind of like, you know, talked into it by the reporters. He's like, yeah, I got called a bunch of shit. I responded. Whatever. We'll talk about this again later. But it was pretty funny. He's going to get fined a lot of money. The Raptors! After their game against the Philadelphia 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6s yesterday, uh, Nick Nurse reckons that Scotty Barnes, Thad Junk Buckets Young, and Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr., are all doubtful for game two tomorrow. Uh, a bit of a tough one. Very tough one for Toronto. We'll talk about that in the game wrap, but Dariomba, they copped it. They really did. And Luka Doncic is still unlikely for game two against Utah tomorrow, uh, according to Woj and ESPN and other sources out there. It hasn't been ruled out, but it looks like it's a bit of an uphill battle, which will be also the uh, uphill battle for the uh, Mavs to beat the Yaz. 
Other news, Michael Porter Jr. I enjoyed this. ESPN are like, oh, my God, he might be back soon. He's holding out hope that he can play in the first round series. And it's like, right now I'm taking it game by game. I'm not ruling anything out. Michael Porter Jr. said in his usual effusive dumb fuck kind of way. <laughs> Seriously, he's just like, this is the thing I don't ever want to do with again, so I'm just taking my time. I'm playing it game by game. Every morning I wake up, wake up. There you go. And I know I'm feeling good. <laughs> Every day I'm getting closer. And ESPN are like, that means he reckons he can play. Because he went on later in the uh, chat to essentially say, yeah, look, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty close to coming back. So, look, he might. But he had one setback already on his back. And what have we learned over the years? You don't fuck with backs. You don't fuck with feet. And Michael Porter Jr. has already had one setback with his back. So, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's a good idea. Especially if you're going to be down like two zip after tomorrow. Yeah, let's get into it. The awards finalists. So we did all our NBA Strayer Awards. NBA Strayer Awards last week. They were the good ones. We gave out our picks for the Normie Awards. And now we have the finalists for the Normie Awards. The Normie Awards, of course, just being the run-of-the-mill NBA Awards. Uh, MVP, Joker. No surprises there. Giannis, no surprises there. Joel Embiid, no surprises there. This is literally the third... Three most talked about dudes in the MVP race for the second half of the season. And, uh, I mean, obviously all the awards finalists are the ones who got the top three votes. So we then talk about these finalists and then we get some of them and then we find out all of them in the awards show, which is hilarious. And it's very late and very dumb. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year was Michael Bridges, Rudy Gobez, this Staffel Tower, (laughs) and Marcus Smart. Obviously, no Draymond or Bam. They both missed a bit of time. That makes sense. Coach of the year, Monty Williams over there in Phoenix. Taylor Jenkins from Memphis and Spolstra down in Miami. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Makes a lot of sense. Miami were the one seed. Phoenix were the one seed. And Memphis were a two seed. (laughs) You guys all did great. I also think coach of the year is always a bit fucky, isn't it? Because, like, you win it, and then within a year or two, if you're not living up to expectations, you get shit canned. It happens time and time again. So wouldn't you prefer to not win it? Especially if you're like Taylor Jenkins. Anyway, most improved player. My pick, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, out there for Cleveland. Cleveland! Ja Morant, that's a piss take. And DeJunte Murray, uh, this got Draymond Green hot under the collar saying, Hey man, Ja Morant was fucking awesome! It's like, yeah, he was. What about Jordan Poole? It's like, yeah, Jordan Poole. Lefties run a little bit late, I'm just saying. Uh, but Darius Garland, it'd be really cool if he won it, I think. Also because I'd win some money. Uh, Rookie of the year, Scoob. Scoob. Scotty Barnes up there in Toronto. Kay Cunningham for Detroit. And Evan Mobley for Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, That's no Josh Giddy. I'll talk about that later. That's all right. I can't get too bent out of shape for it. Uh, And sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero is going to win this one in a canter. Uh, An Enos the penis canter. Cam Johnson. Enos Freedom as well. Hey, man, I was like a starter last year, and now they no one wants to play me because, oh, politics. No, it's just you might be a bit shit, mate. Uh, Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson, and Kevin Love. Nice one. So, look, no big surprises there, apart from maybe uh, Poole missing out on most improved than Ja Morant. It feels like Ja Morant's going to win most improved player, and I'm going to get so angry about it, like just so fucking angry. And, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, you'll probably hear about that. Right. That's all the news that's fit to print or at least talk about. Let's do the game wraps from the weekend. And we'll actually do this like we would for a normal uh, normal show rather than a weekend show where we'd fly through it because these are 
There's four games yesterday, four games today. Let's wrap them all up. All the game ones from the start of the playoffs. Playoffs, 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 playoffs. Game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps. That's right. The playoffs. Playoffs. They've started. Utah, they beat Dallas. Whoa, geez. 99-93. No Luka. Huge win for the Yaz. Uh, they got the lead just before the half and held them off the rest of the way. So I went back and watched this because this was like 3 a.m. on Sunday or whatever. Watched in the morning. The Mavs came at him super hard at the end. Cut it down to one. Uh, thanks to Max Kleber and a bunch of good, I don't know, weird sort of junk buckets they got out of nowhere. Then Royce O'Neal smashes in a triple and they win. Um, Donnie Mitchell was really good in the second half. He had 30 in the second half. Was one of nine before that, which is crazy. Uh, but I don't know, like, just felt like Dallas just kind of played like shit in this one. They shot like crap and still almost snuck out a win. But Utah, look, it was kind of the their patent uh, approach, right? Donnie Mitchell, get hot, do some good things. Bojan, please hit some shots. Rudy, be the defensive anchor. Mike Conley, don't suck too much and we'll win. It's exactly what happened. Brunson, he couldn't hit anything. 9 of 24 for his 24 points. Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie, he missed six free throws. 10 of 16 the line. He had 22 points, 8 assists, shot 6 of 15, 0 of 4 from downtown. So between Brunson and Spencer, they went 1 of 7 from 3. Brutal. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie Bullock, sniper alert. 15 and 6, 3 of 8 from downtown. Not very snipery. And just up and down that roster, everybody missed shots in Dallas. Finney Smith couldn't get going. Clear bar had a couple of good ones, but then like airballed one late. And it was just, yeah, not great. Josh Green couldn't. Literally hit a shot. Uh, for the Yaz, they only went 7-22 from downtown. 43% from the floor, but the Mavs shot 38. So, yeah, you'll win that one. Donnie with 32 points ends up, you know, 30 in the second half. That's massive. He did shoot 10-29, of 29, though. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic had 26. Ruta Gobert had 5 points. Missed the one shot that he took. Uh, so, that's all free throws, obviously. 17 rebounds and 3 blocks. Did a little bit of everything. Conley, he had 12-6-3, 4 turnovers. Utah get a big win in Dallas in the 4-5 matchup. Huge win. No Luka, though. Kind of makes sense. You had to win it. Minnesota! This was a great game. 130 beat Memphis, 117. Mini came out ready on on fire, dropped 41 in the first quarter, and never looked back. Like, they held them just, just enough away, like, pretty much the entire game. They're up five going into the fourth quarter. Ant-Man was just doing fucking crazy shit, just stepping into threes, looking like he belonged, looking like a superstar at times. He was amazing. The flip side, the Grizz had Ja Morant. He was unreal. <laughs> so the fact that Memphis couldn't win this one because Ant-Man was going off, Cat played his ass off. This was like the classic D-Lo, the D-Lo, D'Angelo Russell just shitting the bed. Saved by Malik Beasley coming out of nowhere, hitting some big buckets. It was crazy. So the Grizz, they go 7-27 from downtown. Desmond Bean, he had 17 but went 3 of 8 from 3s. Dylan Brooks had 24. Shot okay, but Jar Moran, he had 32 and 8, shot 8 of 18. Seven blocks to go with 12 points and four boards for Jaron Jackson. I mean, holy moly, but they just couldn't keep up. Their defense was just weirdly sort of missing in this. Brandon Clark had 13 and 12 off the bench as well, but the rest of the shooting off the bench wasn't great. DeAnthony Melton was one of four. The Wolves, meanwhile, they shot 50% from the floor and 16 to 41 from downtown. Ant-Man had 36 and 6. Was just toying with them at times. It was crazy. He went, he went 12 of 23. Uh, 4 of 11 on triples. Cat had 29 and 13. 
As mentioned, D'Lo struggled. He went 2 of 11 for 10 points, 9 assists. Beasley, though, 4 of 10 from downtown. He had 23 points. McDaniels is really good in this one, too. 15 and 7, did a lot of damage. Um, 10 points for Pat Bev. Look, the Wolves, that was a really, really, really good team win. The craziest part, I thought, was they were the one team that sort of harnessed the energy coming from the play-in the best. And obviously, we're the only play-in team to come in and actually win. So, you'll take that one, I guess, won't you? Uh, because obviously Atlanta got absolutely belted. Brooklyn lost, and uh, so did the Pelicans. So good job, Minnesota. The thing is, it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, is this the uh, the feel-good win where we just roll in off the play-in, we get one against a better team? This is the Orlando against Toronto in 2019. Is this that game? Maybe. Anyway, they lead one zip. Toronto got rolled by Philly 131-111. This was a belting. Foul trouble for the Raptors really fucked them early on. Literally... Uh, the Sixers only gave the ball up once for the first three quarters. It was absolutely fucking gnarly. One turnover in their first three quarters. They only had two in the fourth anyway. It's crazy. We doubled our turnover numbers in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you had two. <laughs> uh, the Sixers took advantage of that foul trouble in the second. They got up big. And then Maxi went absolutely ham in the third quarter. And uh, look, I don't know. The Raptors made like a little bit of a run hard and hit some big shots actually when the Raps were really sort of threatening to get it into the single digits and make it a bit interesting. And uh, then Phillies sort of ran away with it in the end. Um, that was the problem, though, for the Raptors. Scotty Barnes goes out with Embiid stepping on his foot. Embiid was elbowing motherfuckers in the head all game, <laughs> which wasn't ideal. I think he caught Chris Bobby Boucher at one point as well. Uh, and maybe Precious too. Jesus. Uh, Gary is now out as well with the non-COVID illness. Thad hurt his wrist. They were just a bit undermanned. It was a bit of a mess for the Raps. Like, their top-end talent's meant to be the problem in this sort of game. And uh, the weird sort of one was that Philly's depth is usually a bit shithouse, but it was their third and fourth best players that dominated this one. So Doc didn't play DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Jordan, which was good. He actually had uh, basketball Paul Reed out there, which is neat. You love it. But it was Maxi and Harris who absolutely kicked their ass. It's crazy. So for the Raptors, Siakam had 24-3-7. The OG Ananobi had 20-7. Fred Van Vliet. Fouls out. 18.6 assists. Absolutely dogged by the fouls all game. Gary Trent Jr. Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr. Off. 2 of 11. Don't eat the oysters in Philly, Gary. I'm just saying. Precious had 9, 4, and 3 off the bench. Chris Bobby Boucher fouled out in 15 minutes. I mean, that's how Philly would want to win this game, right? Get him in foul trouble, but it wasn't because Embiid was absolutely kicking their ass. It's crazy. It's because Tyrese Maxey went for 38. Absolutely electric. God, he was good. He shot the piss out of it. 14 and 21 he went. 5 of 8 from downtown. He got that goddamn Philly crowd onside so easy, so early, and so well. It was awesome. Harris, 26, 6 and 6 for him. Good job, Tobias, the never nude. Uh, 9 of 14 shooting overall. Embiid, 19, 15 and 4. You know, Jimmy, that's a pretty good game. Yeah, he went 5 of 15. But it didn't matter. God damn. Harden, 6 of 17 shooting. He was really good. 22 and 14. He showed flashes of like, oh, yeah, Harden can still get to the cup sometimes. Oh, yeah, Harden can still hit three sometimes. But at the same time, like until he had that little burst just to put the boot into the Raptors, it felt like a bit of a Harden game, but it wasn't in the end. Good stuff. Uh, Ten points for uh, Shake. Paul Reed was very handy, as mentioned. Nangang. George Niang. He went two or three from downtown. Joe Ingles' best mate. Eight points. Love that. Philly lead one zip. 
Denver got smoked by the Warriors, 123-107. Poole and Clay shot the crap out of it. The Warriors D schemed up some great shit to limit Joker's influence, and the rest of the Nuggets aren't good. It's kind of basically it. Like, they ran away with this in the second and third quarter. Jordan Poole was incredible to kick off uh, the gear. He started like 6-6, six six, Poole. His first ever playoff game. He's like, don't worry, fellas, I got this. <laughs> it's like, all right. Jesus. Ends up with 30. Uh, but the Joker had 25, 10, and 6, but he shot 12 of 25 from the floor. Anytime <laughs> you get 25 points on 25 shots, Kobe, uh, you got to be feeling pretty... Look, that's just how they limit influence. Make you work. Over 4 from downtown for the Joker. Didn't get to the free throw line which is chaos against his small Warriors team. Uh, Wilder threw a button, 24-6-5 for him. Didn't shoot great either. Eight points on three, 10 shooting for Air Gordon. 10 points, six assists, four steals from Monty Morris, 10 for Bones, but still just not enough. Uh, Boogie got booted in the fourth quarter. He was not bad, 7-2 and two for Boogie against his old team, but yeah. Poole, 30. He was incredible. 5-7 from downtown. Clay, 5-10 from downtown for 19. Steph comes in off the bench. He played 22 minutes. Uh, I think he missed his first five shots. Then got a goaltending call on the sixth one, and he went from there. Ends up 5 of 13. Not bloody bad. 16 and 4. 3 6 from deep. Air Go- uh, Maple Jordan. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Maple Jordan. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. 16 and 9. Draymond with the 12.6 rebound, 9 assist, 3 block game. He was bloody good, and he was everywhere. Enjoyed that one. Good game. Golden State lead their series 1 0. Atlanta got smokerated today in the early game. Miami killed him. The Duncan Robinson game, 115-91. Duncan Robinson came in, smoked eight threes off the bench. The Hawks literally couldn't hit anything, and that was the game. Seriously, that was it. Like, Trey had the worst shooting game he's ever had. Bogdan literally missed every shot he took from the field. Like, they started off 1 of 11, and it didn't get better. Miami then fucked him up in the second quarter, ran away with it from there. It got massive. It got ugly. A uh, couple of fracas. You had Jimmy Butler and Trey going at it. You had Trey getting whomped every time he got near Kyle Lowry. It was funny. And uh, that's the problem with the Hawks. Like, if Trey's struggling, they struggle. There's no way around it. Like, even with Bogdan, you'd usually go, well, Bogdan could settle this. Uh, no. He's having a shit one, too. We're fucked. <laughs> they did get John Collins back, though. That's a tall cocktail, but... Uh, yeah, Miami were just much more physical, much more imposing, much readier for this game than the uh, Hawks were. They ruled, they just ruined the Hawks' shit, which is crazy. So, look, the Hawks, is, their specialty is like coming in and punking teams in the first game of a series in the playoffs. That's what they did last year. Miami were ready. Trey, eight points. One of 12 shooting, 0 of 7 from 3. Bogdan goes 0 of 8. Six points, all on free throws. 0 of 4 from downtown. Danilo Gallinari had 17 and 5. DeAndre Hanna had 14. Huerta had 8 points on 8 shots. And they just limited all their shooters, all their ball handlers. And that is that heat defense. Just writ large. Lorks could not punish them in any way, shape, or form. A Kongru filled in for uh, Clint Capella in the middle. He wasn't bad, but at the same time, like, yeah, they just couldn't get anything going. Anything easy. Just not there. Uh, the Heat, meanwhile, just shot the piss out of it. 18 to 38 from downtown. Duncan goes 8 of 9. Duncan Robinson, 27 points. He was incredible. Butts had 21, 6 and 4. PJ Chuck, PJ Chucker? That's right. PJ Ch- Tucker. I sound like the squid. PJ Chucker? <laughs> That's right, pal. 6 of 4 from downtown. Oh, sorry. 4 of 4 from downtown. Hit them all. Big Buddha Carlari had 10 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds, a plus 21, and about 18 elbows into Trey Young's head. Strews had 9. Gabe Vincent goes 2 or 7 from 3. He had 8 points as well. But they're, you know, little handy blokes. 
doing their damage. And of course, Tyler, there goes my hero, the sixth man of the year. Well, he had six points. That's sort of fitting. But he also went... Yeah, Tyler Hero went 3-11. Miami up, one zip. Brooklyn! And Boston played an absolute fucking belter of a game. 115, Boston went at 114 uh, against the, the Nets. This game was sick. What a game. It had everything yet. Boston's defense against the insane shot making of Kyrie and KD. It started off absolutely fucking nuts. So you got the Bruce Brown quite like, yeah, I think we can attack Al Horford and... Uh, you know, Danny Tice in the paint because they don't have Robert Williams. They put that on the fucking Jumbotron. It's like, oh, look, I get it. I think it's funny. It's like, it seems like a pretty innocuous comment as well for bit to be bulletin board material. Fucking man. American sports, they just go absolutely batshit. Oh, they said something mean. Now we better play harder. What are you doing, you fucking lunatics? It's the playoffs. Play hard anyway. Anyway, Al Horford literally played like Bruce Brown had shot his fucking, like, I don't know, dog. He was out there like one of Tristan Thompson's kids or something. <laughs> he played all 12 minutes to start and fucked them up. They forced seven turnovers early uh, in the first quarter, did the Celtics. It was absolutely crazy. And then, look, that was the thing. Like, Brooklyn just sort of stuck around. They just hit shot after shot where you're just like, how the fuck did they even go in? And the Celtics, look, they used a massive run was out of the, uh, out of the first half. And they're up, what, I don't know, 13 or something. You're like, here we go. Smart was hitting threes. You're like, oh, we might, might have to pack this one up. Shit, this might be done early. And look, they also sort of started guarding KD in the half court a little bit different. They were fronting him and they were sending help over the top to make sure that he couldn't drive around their dudes. And then... Kyrie, though, just went, all right, cool. So KD's in a bit of struggle town. I better step up. Boom. It's a bunch of threes. They're right back in it. And Brooklyn and Boston just went fucking back and forth the rest of the way. It was sick. So this is playoff basketball. This is what the stakes are. This is fucking awesome. You got big names. You got super talents. And then it gets down to the stretch. And you got that last sequence where the Kyrie, the Celtics, just forced the ball out of his hands. Because the Nets are up one. Kyrie just needs to get a good shot. Just can't. He over-dribbles the shit out of it. They double. Al comes off the double. Kyrie has like a split second where he's open before Smart recovers. And then Kyrie goes, fuck, drives. Al comes back to double. And they've just got two bodies on him with that ball in his hand the entire time. And he just fucked it. They swarmed him. He goes back out of the paint. He has to fucking just bail out. He passes it to Kevin Durant. And Tatum's right up in... KD shit, and Durant misses a big long three. And the Celtics, the best part is, the game-winning sequence, Emi Yudoka goes, nah, we don't need a timeout. Let's fucking just ram it down their throat. Boom! Jalen Brown drives, kicks it out, finds Smart, who looks like he's going to shoot it for a half fucking second. Every Celtics fan's like, no! And he finds Tatum. Cutting, just goes, walks around fucking Kyrie, Lays it in. Celtics win. It's chaos in Boston here at the Boston Garden. Like, it was chaos, man. Loved it. 115-114. It was sick. Tatum just hits the layup with the spin move. No time remaining. Unbelievable. Celtics go up one zip. Uh, Kyrie finished with 39. He had 18 in that fourth quarter to get them all the way back into it. 
he, just the shot making and the level of shot making was crazy. But then it comes down to the last two plays and he over dribbles it and he gets fucking walked around by Jason Tatum with this token ass defense that uh, Kyrie threw. I'm going to try to slap the ball from behind. Kyrie, that's not defense, you fucking idiot. That's giving up. Anyway, uh, 12 of 20 shooting, 6 of 10 from downtown. He had, was I think, 6 assists. I think he had 5 steals in the game. I think the box score said four afterwards. I'm like, I don't know about that. Uh, Durant had 23, but shot nine and 24. The way they guarded him was really, really special. And uh, they kind of would always, they were always ready. They were always wary of KD. And they just sort of tried to fuck his shit up. And we've seen KD over the last sort of couple of months get really, really sky high assist numbers just going, all right, cool. You want to fucking double me? Boom. And today his teammates <laughs> from Kyrie weren't really stepping up. Um, like the Bruce Brown just game was not there. 37 minutes, he had five points, two turnovers, just wasn't good. Seth Curry went three of seven. He had 9.6 assists, only one of four from three. Like Goran was okay, 14 and five for him on 6-11 shooting, but only one of three from downtown. Claxton had 13 and eight with three blocks, but the ball movement was not there at all for the Nets. And like when they're on, it fangs around and they find their dudes and their dudes hit their shots. Today, it was the Kyrie and KD show and it just wasn't quite enough. And uh, that's like the recipe for success for the Celtics, right? Just go, cool, KD and Kyrie, you can get 75 every game if you want. We will probably still beat you. <laughs> that's it for the Celtics because, I mean, that defense for the Nets just isn't up to snuff. Uh, Tatum at 31, 16 in the second half, eight assists as well. That's like the flip side for the KD numbers, right? Three assists versus eight for Tatum. Uh, Brown, Jalen Brown at 23 points, four steals, nine and 19 shooting. Horford had 20 points and 15 rebounds. He played 41 minutes. This is a bloke who were completely fucking cooked last year. Unbelievable. Smart. Finished with 20 points. He had four threes. Grant Williams had seven. Derek White was very handy. Uh, three of eight from the floor, seven points. He had three steals. He also got one stolen off him late for uh, by Kyrie. But either way, Celtics take a one-zip lead. Big win, big win. Milwaukee! They beat Chicago 93-86. Bucks smashed them out of the gate. Bulls couldn't hit anything. Three, uh, three or 14 they were to start. But the Bucks, you know, let them back into it. They started missing everything, turning it over. Levine and DeRozan hit a couple. Only down eight at the half. And then, boom, I think it was like an eight-zip run two-thirds of the way through the third quarter. And the Bulls are right back in it. They tied it up. Vooch was feeling it. He hits a three. And then Kobe White, Kobe, Kobe White goes to the cup. It's a 13-zip run. The Bulls are up five. You're like, holy shit. Are the Bucks really going to crap the bet? No. Uh, they pulled it back. It was close the rest of the way. Like, everything tightened up for the Bucks on both ends. Like, luckily, like, their defense sort of just gave them the clamps. You want me to use these clamps? Uh, down the stretch and made Chicago take some really, really tough shots. Uh on the flip side, the Bucks they stepped up thanks to Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez, hello. You rang. Uh, and the Bucks just were a little bit too strong. Like, it wasn't even Giannis. It wasn't Middleton. It was Giroux and Lopez. Chaos. Uh, Vooch also had a couple of shots miss, uh, basically on the one possession, down three with a minute to go, and he missed both. Missed the layup, overshoots it, and then comes back and misses the putback. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, the Bulls are going to lose this. And they did. <laughs> the Bucks hold on down the stretch. Win it by seven after the free throw game. Uh, the Bulls shot 32% from the floor. So, yeah. I'm no, I don't know, math magician. Stats man. There you go. But 32% seems like a uh, shooting line where you probably don't win. Seven to 37 from downtown as well. If you miss 33s, 
<laughs> game, I don't think you should win. 24 and 17 for Vooch. Ends up 9 and 27 from the floor. 2 of 10 from downtown. Without him, though, they're not even in it. Uh, DeRozan goes 6 of 25. Unbelievable. 18.6 assists, but, ah, God. I mean, if Kobe did that, he'd uh, win the finals MVP, but 6 of 25. Levine, 18 and 10 with 3 assists, but he shot 6 of 19. 2 of 10 from tr- downtown as well. Uh, the Caruso had seven points on seven shots. Kobe had 12 points, uh, five or 10 shooting, but just very little else for the Bulls. I mean, they only scored 86, and their big three dudes missed a million shots. What can you say? The Bucks, Giannis had 27, 16, and three with a couple of blocks. But he had five turnovers and missed five free throws. He goes six of 11 at the free throw line, and it felt like he was dominating early, and then the Bulls just sort of made him almost a bystander. He was also dealing with foul trouble, and he got... I mean, this entire game in terms of the refs was a bit fucking, a bit weird. But Giannis just had to play a little bit careful, and uh, yeah, he was just lucky that Blopez and Giroux really helped out. Middy, he was horrible. Seven turnovers, 11 points, four of 13 shooting for Middleton. One of seven from downtown. Yeesh, Blopez, he was a saving grace. 18 and five for him. 15, six and six for Giroux. He was massive late. Wes Matthews hit a couple of threes, fighting Bobby Porter's fight around the world, had 10 and 12. Paddy Connaughton couldn't buy anything. He went one of six from downtown. And Grayson Allen, 0 of two as well. But Milwaukee, hold on, big win. One zip. They needed to sort of get that shit one out of the system, you feel like. And now they might just demolish a rate Chicago from here. Uh, one team that did demolish a rate, another one, Phoenix. They beat the Pels 110-99. This was a domination. Held them to 34 points in the first half, and they sort of cruised from there. Until the Pelicans in the back half of the third quarter just went, hang on a second, we're still here. What are you doing? And the Suns like, oh, fuck, that's right, we're still playing. Uh, boom. It was like a six-point game in the fourth quarter. And Chris Paul went, right, fuck is, not nah, we're winning this one. And scored like 17 of their 19 points up to that point. Uh, he just had moves coming out of the ass. They're back up 14. It was like an 11-2 run to answer, and a, answer a 15-2 run, and they were fine. So I think he had 19 points in the fourth quarter, did CP3. Just classic. The Pelicans shot under 38%. 25, 8, and 6 for CJ McCollum in the end. He and Jonas really couldn't hit anything early. And uh, it really, really, really shot the Pels in the foot. Spindles couldn't get going. Just Phoenix's defense is too tough. And Aiton was just eating. It was awesome. Uh, 18 on 17 shots for Spindles. Jonas, 18 points, 25 rebounds to go with his three assists. But he shot 7 to 21. Yeesh. Larry Nance, Larry Nance Jr., 14 and 6. Trey Murphy hit a couple of threes, but there was nothing else. Nothing else for the Pels. Like Herb, Hayes, Alvarado just couldn't get anything going. The Suns, Chris Paul, 30 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. He was awesome. Booker, 25 and 8. What a great game. 8 and 21 and 9 with 4 blocks. Bridges, Michael Bridges, <laughs> 11, 5 and 3. Cam Johnson, looked like he hurt himself at one point, but he was all right. Thir- uh, 23 minutes. 13 points. Crowder goes 0 of 4. One point in 28 minutes. At least he got out and got out, got his run in today. But yeah, Phoenix really just had this in control. And then when Pel- when the Pelicans threatened, CP3 just went, all right, cool. He sort of just put his ball, put the ball on his hip, give him a bit of a head fake. Suddenly he's at the basket laying it in. He shot 12 of 16. Four of six from downtown. It was fucking ridiculous. Anyway, uh, so with all that in mind, there's the game wraps. How about we do some weekend winners? And losers, oh yeah. Oh my god. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me. 
Kent Brockman. <clears throat> Can we get a shot of me? There you go. In other news. Horrible uh, mix-up today in Cleveland. Many people killed. Uh, let's do these weekend winners and losers real quick uh, because, you know, we've broken down all the games already. Miami, obviously weekend winners. Because if Duncan Robinson has been playing possum all year and has gone, no, I really can't shoot. I look like Jimmy Neutron. What's up? Uh, and maybe he just rediscovers really his shot. They're winning the title. <laughs> but also, look, I really, 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 really was impressed by that Miami win because they quite literally belted Atlanta. They fucking just messed Trey up. And you're like, aha, I feel like this is the secret. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was the secret last year as well. He's a tough little dude, Trey. But at the same time, Kyle Lowry's got that big old booty and he's going to fucking use it to womp you every time you come off a screen or just any time you're trying to do anything on the basket. And uh, Miami, that was just a hell of a flex. Tatum is a weekend winner because this is how you build a reputation, isn't it? You just build a reputation as a game winner. You keep winning games, it keeps feeding in on itself. God damn, that was a great moment today for Boston fans. The move, the shot, that he didn't miss it. <laughs> I mean, it's a point blank layup, but he goes around Kyrie. If he goes the other way, it's probably a charge. And uh, lays it up and in, boom, they win the game. Emo Yudoka, weekend winner, because he's very clearly gotten to Marcus Smart. He spent this year just sort of, uh, you know, especially since the clock turned to 2022. Uh, he's really gotten smart to buy in. And that pass to Tatum was fucking beautiful. Emo Yudoka has slapped that into Marcus Smart's head going, don't shoot it. You can pass it too, Marcus. You can pass it. And he did. That was awesome. So Boston, a big weekend winners, obviously, to hold on and win that. After they're trying their hardest to not win it was pretty big. Uh, because I think more importantly, they keep their season momentum. You know, if they lose this game, Against Brooklyn, the doubts creep back in. Kyrie's got us again. They've surrendered home court. And now, you're just going to win three out of six. You're laughing. Brooklyn are going to win four of six. That's a lot tougher. (laughs) So, look, that's a big win for Boston. To eke that out, to come from behind, to have Tatum step up to KD and Kyrie... But more importantly, the way they guarded Kevin Durant, just amazing. So good job, Boston. Big weekend winners. The Warriors, their weekend winners because Jordan Poole is legit and they're so fucking smart. God damn, this team's smart. They looked at the Nuggets and went, right, nah, that's fine. Joker can try to kill us, but we're going to make him work. And boom. I think the series tips on Saturday, so I believe if I look at them, we had... I had Golden State winning this in five, and I feel pretty good about it still, just because I just can't see the rest of the Nuggets like hurting the Warriors as much as they need to. And uh, good on the Warriors as well. They're weak in winners because they reckon they've got a new death lineup. Steph, Clay, Poole, Draymond, and Wiggins. It's like, okay. I think they played five minutes in game one, and they outscored the Nuggets by 14. Andre Iguodala's just somewhere punching a wall, but otherwise. Uh, Ant-Man and Mini, they're weekend winners. They needed that. They really needed that. They needed that to feel like they belong. It's cool that you made the playoffs. You can celebrate, go absolutely ham, but also step up and deliver. And that's exactly what they did. And it was sick. Ant-Man was spectacular in that game. Loved it. Philly, big weekend winners because, wow, to win that game with Embiid and Harden not exactly dominating was massive. 
Uh, and now like half the Raptors are out for game two. So watch. I mean, that means that Philly have got a great chance to blow game two. <laughs> it's, it'd be the most Philly thing to do, right? It's like, oh, sweet. They play, they've got like a six-man rotation and then they lose. But anyway, good job, Philly. They took care of business. It was a big win in game one. Uh, what else we got? We've got, I believe, the Bucks, Big winners. They won with 40%, 27%, and 58% shooting splits. They had 19 turnovers and they fucking won. That's insane. Loved it. And the Suns. They're weekend winners just because they look like they're going to kick the shit out of everybody. What about the weekend losers, Jimmy? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut, Shut up. Losers. Loser. Loser. Losers. All right, Brooklyn. Their defense at the end. Scrambly, I get it, but god damn. They'd also stolen one basically in Boston and they blew it. That is a big weekend loser vibe. And Kyrie's a weekend loser because you can go out and drop as many points as you want, Kyrie. You can talk as much shit as you want, Kyrie. You can have 39 points. You can have 18 in the fourth quarter. You can flip off supporters. You can flip off Boston fans. Who cares? But you should also maybe just try a little bit on defense on a game-losing possession. I'm just saying, <laughs> Jesus. Ah, oh, that's a tough ask for them now, isn't it? Uh, the Hawks, big weekend losers. They'd won all their game ones last year, basically, apart from what the... Against the Bucks, I can't remember. Uh, but this And it was kind of weird, because they're so ready, usually, to come into these playoff series and get on a roll. And they were rolling after play-ins, but... They got literally, as I said, belted. Uh, Trey Young is a weekend loser because I he was like, hey, man, I thought the playoffs were easy. Now he's legit getting bashed by Kyle Lowry, like just literally bashed. Kyrie, uh, Kyrie. Kyle Lowry is just like, who's that over there? Trey, yeah, I'm bashing him. Bash. Throwing that big booty into him every time. Every time, like whenever the refs aren't looking and sometimes when they are, and the refs are like, it's Kyle Lowry. What do you want us to do? Like, shut up and stop your sook and tray. <laughs> And he's got at least three more games of this. Jesus. That is a weekend loser. Jordan Poole. He's a weekend loser because he's left his run too late for most improved player. He was really good. Uh, the Bulls, uh, they're weekend losers. They gritted their way back into that game. But at the same time, I feel like that might be as close as they get in this series. Shrug emoji. Jesus. And the Pelicans, very much happy to be here kind of vibe early on. They clicked in a little bit late, but yeesh. Got to do a little bit better that coming into a uh, playoff series. Willie Green, good coach. Got to have your dudes prepared. And, of course, the Blazers. We talked about this on Saturday. Uh, the Pelicans being in the playoffs mean that the C.J. McCollum trade was just horrible. They got Josh Hart and uh, traded C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance for Josh Hart and a 2025 protected first rounder from the Bucks and three second rounders. Eesh, because if the Pelicans had have lost, the Blazers would have gotten it. The Pelicans, yeah, would, yeah, they would have uh, given their pick to the Blazers, but if it was 5-14 to 14 in the lottery. But God damn. So the Blazers just sort of traded an all-star for Josh Hart, a top four protected Bucks pick in 2025. <laughs> Hooray, we got pick number 28. And three seconds. Ugh, just gross. All right, let's do an NBA Australia Proof Performance of the Weekend. <laughs> Nice. That's a knife. How about the young dudes? 
All the young folks. Isn't that that song? Young folks? Yeah, there you go. Tyrese Maxey, third youngest player to score 36, uh, 38 points in a playoff game behind LeBron James and Magic Johnson. The third youngest. Unbelievable. Ant-Man goes for 36 and 6. Ja! He goes for 32. Buddy Jordan Poole, he's only 22 years old. He went for 30 against Denver. Ant-Man, the 36. Ah, oh, awesome. Even Donnie Mitchell is only 25, and he had 32 against Dallas. So there you go. I'm going to give this all to... The young guard. Because you know how much I love basketball. Hashtag spoiler alert. It's a lot. The best part is the sheer amount of young talent we have right now. That's Donnie Mitchell, Ant-Man, Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Poole. All dropping over 30 points in game ones of playoff series. And of course you had CP3 doing it today. You had Devin Booker having a 25-8 and eight as well. And Cam Johnson stepping up. And... It's just fun as shit at the moment. And if you don't think this is fun as shit, then I don't know what to tell you. These are some of the most electric, most fun, incredible basketball players right now. There is seriously not been this amount of talent across the sheer entire width and breadth of the NBA since, like, the early 90s. And it's fucking electric. Ant-Man, Tyrese, Maxi, Ja Morant, Jason Tatum. He's only 19, goes the joke, Jimmy. We get it. Uh, but Jordan Poole... Donnie, unbelievable stuff. So the 32 from Donnie Mitchell, the 36 from Ant-Man, the 30 from Poole. Probably my favorite was the maxi 38 points against Toronto, though. Unbelievable scenes. You love to see it. Flip side, who is Spud of the weekend? Spud, 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 Spud of the night, Trey Young. And Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, to combine to go one of 20. Yeah, I think you're going to lose that game, brah. Brah, man, I think you could hit one more than one shot between the two of you, eh? One of 12 for Trey Young, 0 of 7 from downtown. Bogdan goes 0 of 8 from the floor, 0 of 4 from 3. They run away with spuds of the weekend. Like, there were some other big ones. As mentioned, Gary Terrence, Trent Darby Jr., pretty brutal. 2 of 12, not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of bad ones, but god damn, that was just Los Horrib, 2 of 11 for D-Lo. But uh, yeah, it's got to be Trey and Bogdan because they're the two dudes that make that Hawks team work and they went a combined 1 of 20. That's a big spud. Who was old mate, no mates though? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Trey Young, obviously, uh, getting fucking clobberated by Kyle Lowry every opportunity he gets. Literally just a fucking shove and a push, elbow to the head, diving at his legs after the whistle. What the fuck is going on there? They just hate Trey Young. Or Kyle Lowry's just, you know, Kyle Lowry. Uh, Boogie versus Scott Foster. Just incredible. Incredible rivalry. Uh, Scott Foster is, is, of course, a referee. Uh, enjoyed this because Scott Foster teed him up, kicked him out, did the hand movement and the point, uh, but Boogie wasn't looking. So Scott Foster had to do it again and gave him the, I'm going to slow this down for you, Boogie. <laughs> Demarcus, are you paying attention this time? Uh, gives him the much slower tee and then gives him the Extra point just to make sure he got the uh, hint and got the fuck out of the game. Scott Foster loves being Scott Foster. Uh, but obviously, old mate, no mates, he's your fucking mate, is Kyrie Irving. Um, 
Kyrie in Boston. It's still fucking hilarious. I love that they hate him. I'm here for it. It's great. Uh, hit Celtics fans with like the double fingers behind the head, which is pretty funny. He gives it the old sarcastic, give us some more noise. He gives him the old fucking, oh, you guys are crying. It's like he's living up. To, he's kind of like stepping up to it, but I'm going to talk about this again in a second. Like after the game, he's like, yeah, you can call me pussy, bitch, fuck you, whatever. When people start yelling pussy and bitch and fuck you and all this other stuff, there's only so much, but so much you can take as a competitor. We're the ones expect to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach. Nah, fuck that. It's the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. It's that same energy I'm trying to give back to him. That's good, Kyrie. That's good. And then Kyrie kept talking. That should be like the name of his biography. Just go. And then this motherfucker just kept talking. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Word salad every fucking time. Anyway, just to keep it short and simple, Kyrie versus Boston fans, they still fucking hate him. It's hilarious. He now hates them. I'm here for it. Pantsing of the night. Fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Uh, I mean, it was maybe the lady who chained herself to the hoop in Memphis. They're still protesting Glenn Taylor's treatment of uh, some chickens. It's a lot of chickens. It's a lot of birds. We get it. Uh, she chained herself to the hoop and uh, was very quickly unchained and carried away. <laughs> It's a bit of a... I don't know who planned these protests, but they seem to be some of, some of like, literally the silliest, most uh, ineffective protests you'll see. Like, Glenn Taylor kills a lot of birds, so what'd you do about it? I chained myself to this thing. It's like, but did you, did you stay there? Well, no, they picked me up and they took the chain off and I got carried out. Well, okay. <laughs> this other lady glued herself to the floor, though. Did it work? No. Oh, God. It's like a pantsing protest. Are you going to protest? Do something fucking gnarly. Just, you know, not violent, obviously. Uh, right, and finally, well, actually, not finally, because we've still got a big dickhead of the weekend. Better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. This one actually hurts a little bit because you sort of look at this Bulls team and you go, Lonzo... Even though he's not like a, uh, you know, run the ball up, Magic Johnson kind of keep the ball, dribble like Chris Paul, whatever, point guard. He does set the ta- help set the table. He help, helps move that ball like to an insane degree for this Bulls team. And without him, they really do struggle. Uh, but you can literally take a name off that list in the uh, NBA Australia pre-performance of the night. Maxi, Ja, Tatum was his same class. Donnie Mitchell was his same draft class. Jordan Poole's only 22 and dropped 30. So there you go. I think we could go with pretty much any of them uh, to be better than Lonzo Ball today. But I think it's just the glaring lack of Lonzo in this Bulls team hurts probably the most, doesn't it? Yeah, it sucks a bunch. So I don't want to lean on the uh, better than Lonzo Ball right now. I just feel a bit sad. <laughs> Easily. Uh, how about Dickhead of the Weekend, though? Dickhead of the Week! Can Kyrie just fucking lean into it, you idiot? Ah, dig up, stupid! Because there's a combative nature to Kyrie that he very clearly doesn't want to acknowledge, but he wants to be seen as like, oh, no, I am acknowledging it, I'm, I am tough, and I, I, I won't take shit from anybody. It's like, but also, you're fucking backpedaling away from how it's like, oh, it's not hostile. Just have a crack, you sook. 
Just have a fuck be like Trey Young's approach to being like a massive fucking heel, to use the wrestling term, right? To be the villain. Kyrie just has that sort of transcendent cosmic um oh, above you fucking dorks demeanor. It's like, no, you keep talking and you sound like a fucking idiot <laughs> every time. So, as I said, when people start yelling pussy or bitch and fuck you and all this stuff, there's only so much, but uh, you so much you can take as a competitor. We're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach. Fuck that. It's the playoffs. That's This is what it is. And then he gets asked about it by the reporters, and it's like, oh, so, well, this hostility, like, and he says, it's not hostility. It's got nothing to do with basketball. You go ask the fans. It's like, no, Kyrie, when it comes to your basketball, how do you take on this hostility that you get? It's not hostility, bro. You literally just said that they would call you a pussy or a bitch or fuck you and saying that there's only so much you can take as a competitor, Kyrie. It's very clearly hostility coming from the fucking fans for you, you idiot. Shut up. Fuck. You insufferable fucking dickhead. What a giant cockwomble. If you had have gone right, this is what it is. And we thrive off it as competitors. Sometimes it begins hard, hard to deal with, whatever. But, you know, this is the playoffs. This is what we live for. Go off at that. Lean into being the villain or have a crack. Own up to it. Stop fucking sooking. Stop whining. Oh, it's not hostility, bro. Go ask the fans. Go interview them. How about you go interview them? They're the ones who've got the problems. Like, you're the one who fucking reacted as well. So it's well within the fucking reporter's rights to ask. Anyway, Kyrie just living up to the Kyrie Irving Memorial Dickhead of the Week award. So, love that. All right, let's do some quick yeah nahs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. They're brought to you with the NBA Australia shop. Go check it out, nbaaustralia.com slash shop, or click on any of the links in the socials. And also go check out my uh, big article on wrapping up the Aussies and their regular seasons for pickandroll.com.au. They're legends over there. They cover everything Aussie hoops. We love them, apes. Read them all the time. They're the best. So should you. Right, yeah, Nas, did Brooklyn just prove that they'll be in this series? Yeah, nah. I mean, I think they did. Because I thought the uh, the Boston defense was as advertised, but Brooklyn's <laughs> offense, with just really KD and Kyrie doing a bit of something-something, really kind of discombobulated them at times, and it would sort of put the onus back on Boston's offense to make sure that they could click. I think it does show that Brooklyn won't be an easy out for Boston, which we all kind of suspected. But... I did think the uh, game one, like how close it was, was still a bit of a surprise. Uh, would they have had a better chance if Ben Simmons, old Box Hill Benning was out there? The Nets, yeah, nah, yes, 100%. Just means you can throw a different body at Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That speed, that size of Ben Simmons versus, you know, you can at least change it around, right, with uh, Bruce Brown, KD, Etc. And you still got like these big, changey, rangy, switchable, big sort of wings. Makes makes a little bit different. So definitely, look, they would have stood a much better chance, I think, if Simo was out there. 
especially, you know, being able to switch out and just like, I don't know, maybe Kyrie's not covering Jason Tatum on that last fucking play. Just saying. Anyway, uh, so I think they'd have a better chance. Are the Hawks toast against Miami? Yeah, nah. Ugh. I think they might be. I think this is the year from fucking just, of just absolute bullshit for Atlanta after uh, talking themselves up last year. Miami just looked like a fucking meat grinder today, and I do not like the Hawks' chances. Uh, just because they can just body up and fuck up Trey Young. It's going to be a big problem. Can the Mavs come back against the Yaz? Yeah, nah. Uh, yeah. But the Jazz are also pretty bloody good. I think the Mavs can come back, though, because I think they, sh- as I said earlier, right, they shot like shit. And if that doesn't happen, they're right back in that game. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, are the Pelicans toast? Yeah, nah. Yes. Oof. Just horrible matchup for them against the Suns. <laughs> Maybe they would have stood a chance against Memphis, whatever. Uh, is Memphis, Minnesota probably going to be the best series? Yeah, nah. Yeah, I still reckon it could be like the most explosive and the most fun. Easily. And Matty, oh, is that a good one? Jimmy, yeah, nah. Are the East teams disadvantaged being in the East since the West doesn't have an international team? Not that anyone could predict a uh, global pandemic and Canada's subsequent vax rules. Uh, unpopular opinion to even the ledger on one of the West teams should have to replace relocate to Vancouver or Mexico City instead of the possible Seattle or Vegas options. Ooh. Ooh. I kind of like that. So instead of Seattle or Vegas, one of the West ones, the... Uh, one of the uh, expansion teams should be in Mexico City to make sure that someone in the West also has to travel internationally, same as in the East. I kind of love it. Yeah, nah, yeah, that's a great one from Matty Owers. Shit, yeah. Because you have to put, yeah, you have one in Seattle. It has to be in Seattle. We're expanding. We're going to Seattle. My beloved Sonics. Maybe you move New Orleans to Las Vegas. Sorry, Pelicans fans, all eight of you, but that's just how it's got to go. And one of them goes to Mexico City. Oof. Yeah. Because you got the Vax rules for an international team, sure. I get it. I like that a lot. You know, it sort of balances out the North American aspect of it all as well. So you got one in Mexico City, you got one in Toronto. Boom. East and West. Each one with an international team. Shit, yeah. Good job, Matt. I like that one. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look away, look away. I alluded to this one earlier. I can't really get Ben out of shape about Josh Giddy missing out on the top three Rookie of the Year finalists because, look, he had an amazing year, obviously. Uh, he's the only non-All-Star this season to average over 12 points, seven and a half rebounds, and six assists a game, and he's only 19. Like, the dude's incredible. Uh, but obviously, Mobley and Scoob, Scotty Barnes, were top two all year. And Cade Cunningham, the one who ends up in the top three in the finalists, uh, he was good basically as soon as the clock hit November. Uh, from then, basically averaged 19, 5, and 6. Shot 43%, 34% from 3. And then he was fucking awesome. Kate Cunningham after the All-Star break. Averaged, you know, 21%, 45% from the floor. 6 rebounds, 6.5 assists. And uh, and he was big time. And there's a reason, like, Detroit were competitive down the stretch because he just sort of, the game slowed down a bit. And, like, Gids was awesome. The same thing happened with Giddy, but he got, you know, hurt that little bit earlier. So he played 10 less games in uh, Cade, 64 plays, 54. Uh, and the season-long average is kind of evened out, like 17.5, 5.5, 5.5 for uh, Cade Cunningham across the season versus the 12.5, 7.5, 6.5 for uh, Gids. 
So, look, I think it's pretty close, but Kay just having that longevity, playing down the stretch while Gids got hurt, and uh, <laughs> KC shut him down and basically ruined his chances as a rookie of the year. I can't really get too upset about it, and I'm sure he wouldn't be either. Outback Takehouse for today. It's Monday at Outback, and you know what that means? Well, it's bloody Easter. So me and the squid just went out with the cricket bats and started belting some bunnies. That's right, Easter bunnies. Mmm, flattened rabbit. Only at Outback. That's right, flat rabbit. It's not just a bloody, I don't know, sticker or a book. It's a bloody goddamn Australian delicacy, that is. And if you're bashing with a cricket bat, nobody's shotgun pellets. Only at Outback. And today's Flav Grill take is... The Phoenix Suns will not lose a game in the West en route to the NBA Finals. Only at Outback. Holy shit. They looked just in absolute peak form. And obviously, you don't want to be peaking in the first round. But I also love that they kind of just looked at the Pelicans and went, mm, no, nah, we can hold you to 34 points and a half. Go away now. <laughs> just fucking roll from there. They are terrifying and awesome. So good job, Suns. I love it. And to be honest, it really wouldn't surprise me too much if they actually swept, swept, swept. Because you think about some of the other teams, if they, uh, so if Dallas, Utah would be the uh, the four or five who gets through on that side of the bracket. And I feel like I wouldn't be afraid of either of those if I'm the Suns. And especially if it's the Utah or something, you just beat the shit out of them easily. And then whoever gets out of the bloodbath of two, three... Uh, six, seven, right? Like, no, five, eight. Ah, oh, shit, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, six, seven. Out of all those teams, again, Golden State might give me a bit of a worry if I'm the Suns, but otherwise, not really. All right, quick strand player watch right after this one. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, speaking of Chris Anstey, friend of the program, uh, he has got the uh, awesome nights with Josh Giddy on sale at the moment. I believe Melbourne sold out. Uh, I'll be there, so if you're going, come say good day. I'm the ginger with the big beard, probably wearing a Seattle Supersonics hat. That's what I always do. <laughs> but I would think there are still some tickets up in Sydney, not many, and I think he's announced a Gold Coast edition as well. So go check it out uh, with Chris Anstey and Josh Giddy hanging out, doing some chats, being cool. Uh, he's a big supporter of the program, so we support those who support us. Right, Australian Player Watch today. Paddy thrills. Paddy Mills. And that loss to Boston. I only played 12 minutes with Paddy. He had three points. He went one of one from the floor. It was three. He had one turnover and two fouls, but he was a plus eight. So there's the threat of him. Also made uh, made Brooklyn a lot better. But that's also the thing we have seen before. Emu Yudoka's like, hey, man, we know how to shut Paddy down. Emu Yudoka coached Paddy in San Antonio. Coached against him in uh, different teams for the internationals, and off we go. Kind of love it. So I love this. Just another layer to the Boston-Brooklyn rivalry. Benny Simmons, it'd be nice if he got out there, but hasn't yet. And uh, Aussie Matty T in that win over Toronto came off the bench, did uh, Matisse Tybal. 19 minutes, three points. He went one of one. It was also a three, so he and Patty had the same shooting splits. Uh, he had two rebounds and a steal, though, did Matty T. And uh, Josh Green, a tough one in that loss to Utah. He went 0 of 4. In his 10 minutes, all of which were from downtown, he had zero points, two steals, and three fouls. Ouch. 
tell you that. That is a uh, bloody tough one. Oof. Anyway. It's the first Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Really quick, Andrew Gay's Grand Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. So, because we gave so much shine to the young guns today, it's like it's a movie with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Ah, uh, the Andrew Gay's Grand Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence has to actually go to a Grey Mumber, Chris Paul. God damn, he was good today against the Pelicans. When they threatened, he's like, all right, fuck you, idiots. Get out of here. CJ, I've been kicking your ass up and down this court for years. You're my vice president. Shut up. Uh, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists, but shot, what, 12 of 16 from the floor? 4 of 6 from 3? God damn. So I talked about how it's like the young dudes in the NBA right now make it just so much fucking fun. After years upon years upon years of being, you know, the LeBron show, before that it was the Kobe show, you've had Kevin Durant, and, you know, these sort of dudes hanging around for a million years, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, even James Harden's been in the league for a really long time now. Steph Curry. And then, boom, you've got all the young dudes popping off in game ones. Sick. And then Chris Paul at the end of the day just goes, actually, fuck all he is. I'm still really bloody good too, and I'm probably a top 25 player of all time. And if we win the title this year, that's going to change. <laughs> and off he goes. That man is on a mission. Just stay healthy, Chris. Just stay healthy. Right, Patty Mills Game Day, Ball Game Day, Twitter check-in. Uh, this is just Patty's... Uh, Constant updates, actually, at the moment from um, the IBA, the Internet, the Indigenous Basketball Association, where so much of the uh, stuff that he's posting on Facey and stuff, uh, he's actually just posting live streams. So you can actually watch some of the IBA, the actual, uh, actual like, gameplay, which is really cool. So go check that out on his, uh, I think it's on his Facey, he's doing the live stream. It's fantastic. He's crushing it. It's basically the uh, the tournament, the National Indigenous Basketball Tournament on the Gold Coast. And, yeah, they've got live streams all over it. And he's loving it. And there's, like, a great flip. Oh, Jesus. Kevin Garawara. Just unreal. So go check it out on Patty's uh, Facey. It's fucking legendary. I'm loving it. Good stuff. All right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Playoffs, Jimmy. Playoffs. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Yeah, it is the playoffs. I'm excited. Good. How's your Easter bait? Oh, bloody good. It's been raining here for fucking, <laughs> like, all day. The squidge has gone fucking pear-shaped. He's just absolutely mad-dogging around the house. Ah! And I'm like, all right, cool, sweet. It's going to rain all day. You've had amazing uh, weather the rest of the time here in lawns, so I can't complain too much. Right, though, how do we go on the picks on the weekend? I'll tell you what, not great. One of eight. And hilariously, the one that we did nail was the one that I did not expect to actually uh, come off, which was Chicago against Milwaukee. Uh, the worst part was New Orleans missed by a half point. Uh, I believe one of the other ones missed by a half point too. Ah, shit, which one was the other one? <laughs> Dallas. That's right, missed by a half point. But yeah, the other ones, it was a bit of a uh, tricky one with the lines, obviously. So Phoenix really, so only covered by that half. But yeah, the Boston one, they don't cover because Brooklyn made a game of it. Atlanta did not make a game of it. Toronto weren't quite close enough near Philly. Memphis kind of crapped the bet against Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, so we end up one of eight. Bit of a tough one. Bit of a tough one, but that's okay. We'll make it all back. Uh, tomorrow we've got Toronto at Philly game two. Philly, 
seven and a half point favorites with a bunch of those dudes from Toronto who's still doubtful. I think even if they do play, it's going to be a bit tough. Give me Philly minus seven and a half. I think this might be the Embiid game where he just goes, hang on a second, here's 40 and 18 on your head. And uh, the other guys step up enough and it's another belting by Philly. I think it gets a lot tricky once they go up to Toronto, obviously without Mat- Matisse Tybal, but I think they go up there with a two-zip lead. But this is, I mean, this is what happens though. If you're Philly, you get too overconfident, then you lose. <laughs> so just be wary. But I'm going to take Philly minus seven and a half. Dallas, they host Utah for game two. I'm going to go Dallas plus five and a half. I'm going to bang on about it. The shooting was horrible in game one. We know that Utah's got a pretty half-decent defense, but of late, seriously, it's not been all that chopped. Give me the Mavericks plus five and a half. I think the Mavericks can split this without Luka. I think we get a big Brunson-Spencer game, and they just get over the top and shock Utah, and uh, even that series. And if not, it gets very, very close. So give me the plus five and a half. And then the other one is Golden State-Denver. So the first one starts at 9.30. We've got a 10.30 start for Utah-Dallas, and then Golden State-Denver's at noon. So that's going to be fun. Can't wait. I'm going to pick Golden State to get Denver again here and go up 2-zip. I did pick Golden State in five, so I'm going to go Golden State to go up 2-0. Six-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me Golden State. I think they've got the blueprint to sort of just going, cool, Joker, you're going to work hard for all these points, mate. I'm just saying. And if the rest of your dudes can't hit shots, we're going to win, and Golden State will. So give me the Golden State Warriors. Minus six and a half. And there you go. You got Wheaties. I got Wheaties. All right, let's do that all tomorrow because that's it for today. The weekend wrap. The playoffs, they've started. It's all on. Loving it. All right, so we'll be back tomorrow. Regular scheduled programming. Back in Melbourne as well tomorrow. So in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IGs, get all the socials. Uh, smash out the old NFL Australia with myself and Gaz and World Wrestling Australia over there with Adam. That's over on YouTube. And check him out on FWCIE on Twitter as well uh, for all the links to the stuff that he does. Pickandroll.com.au. Go check that out. Go check out my article about the Aussies. Uh, rate and review the show on your podcast app. Come on. I don't ask for much. I've got no marketing budget. So just go rate and review the show, would you? Uh, NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Buy a hoodie, buy a t-shirt. I'll get it out to you ASAP. Uh, check out Knowable. Download the Knowable app from your app store. Bang in the code Australia. Get 20% off as well. All right. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and address song. They rule. I love them. And big thanks go to also Joshua Delarentis, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Jedi, Green Green Green, and Dozers. The tunes that you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music. However you listen to you, uh, your tunes, follow your bands, do that. Support Australian bands, because NBA Australia does. All right, we'll close out today's show with a really quick, uh, I believe we've got a Dally review this week. I think we've got a Giddy review next week. Yeah, there we go. So let's do a Dally review. So of a Netflix movie called The Old Guard. We'll talk to you tomorrow, dickheads. There's NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Happy Easter and later, hoes. Playoffs! 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 It's old mate Daly over here just swinging by for my latest pop culture review and shit, eh? I've got to tell you what, it's been a bit of a fucking gnarly couple of weeks, you know, Melbourne United, it's been Easter, I've got Anzac Day and shit coming up, my Maggie's, we're a bit up and down and shit as well, 
just all a bit fucking topsy-turvy and whatnot, you know? I'm going to tell you, it's a bit fucking sick, but no, no, he had a good Easter. The squid fucking lost his mind. He ate lots of chockies. The missus ate lots of chockies. I'll tell you what, Deli had some chockies. Fuck, I love chockies. Give me some fucking chockies, I said. I'm like, where's that fucking Easter buddy? I'm smashing him. I'm going to eat my chockies. Give me my chockies. My mum and dad sent down a care package from Mirabar and shit. It was fucking sick. They drove down. They came and saw us play the other day. Fucking great times. But yeah, so you know, I got on the tins, me and the missus the other day. The squid was in bed. It's like, fuck. What are we going to watch? And she's like, I saw this movie with the Charlize Theron in it. And I'm like, fucking pull it on. I fucking love Charlize Theron, eh? And so she put it on. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, oh, no, it's like some action movie, eh? And I'm like, oh, fucking Charlize in an action movie. Sick. I watched it. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Holy shit, man. Holy shit. And I kept watching. I'm like, fuck. What is happening? It was sick as fuck. So go check this one out. It's called The Old Guard. It's one of those Netflix movies that sort of slips under your guard. <laughs> there you go. So you got it. Uh, you might not notice them sometimes. Like they release them so quick and shit. Because it's not like in the movies and shit. Like you don't see paces or nothing anywhere. So like we watched it. And it was fucking amazing. Like it easily gets like 27 out of 10 daily ones. Because it's just like a fucking good story, man. Like Charlie's Thrawn. She's fucking sick as. All the other dudes in it, fucking sick as. That's just a real good story. So go look at the good, the old guard on Netflix because it's like the good guard because it's fucking sick as. So there you go. Anyway, all right, back to it. Better go win this NBL title and shit, eh? So I'll catch you uh, next time on NBA Australia. This has been Dally. Later, fuckers. Dally out.